Mind and the Motorcycle, Real News Plus, Volume 51, September 17th, 2021. A lone voice in the universe. Um, I have to just precede doing the news by telling you um, I'm not really at the top of my game. Actually, I don't feel all that good. So you're going to have to bear with me, and don't you dare turn it off right now, because I got really some good news. Uh, good news in the sense of interesting. It is, it's very hard to find, like, good news. You know what I mean? Um, I want to start off with uh, some news on Trump. I had, I, and I put the writing on a Trump trash. Um, I really don't like talking about him, but this is just too precious. Um, it's made a lot of news. Um, General Mark Milley, who's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, was so concerned about Donald Trump's mental health in the last months of his administration that he placed secret calls to a top Chinese general to assure him that the United States would not launch a nuclear attack against Beijing. And this is in a new book by the Washington Post's Bob Woodward and a fellow by the name of Robert Costa. Anything that Woodward uh, or Bernstein are involved with um, is going to have a lot of interesting stuff. So this, uh, this, this oh man, this stuff going to be coming out. Um, this was, the name of the book is called Peril, and uh, it's, it really sharpens the focus on Trump's behavior during his final months in office um, as he waged his unsuccessful campaign to contest the results of the 2020 presidential election. Uh, the book also includes a transcript, many of them, but Here's one on January 8th between uh, General Milley and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She says, he's crazy. You know he's crazy. That was discussing his efforts to overturn uh, the elections. Uh, And uh, what Milley says is, I agree with you on everything. Uh, He also told uh, Mike Pence, I won't do the quote on it, that if Pence uh, didn't block the certification of the Electoral College vote on January 6th, now, quote, I don't want to be your friend anymore if you don't do this. Um, so that's, uh, that's Trump, um, and I couldn't resist. Now I'm, uh, I have a lot on climate, um, and I wanted to start off with something that really got my attention because it involves children. Uh, the Global Advocacy Group, AVAZ, A-V-A-A-Z, joined researchers at the University of Bath in the United Kingdom and a number of other universities, and they surveyed 10,000 young people between the ages of 16 and 25. And the survey shows, quote, eco-anxiety is not just for environmental destruction alone, but inextricably linked to governmental inaction on climate change. The young people feel abandoned and betrayed by governments. And here's a quote from the study. The governments need to listen to the science and not pathologize young people who feel anxious. Uh, So now we're going to go over to the UN. Uh, And I just picked this up today. Uh, The United Nations warned today that the planet is uh, heading toward a 2.7 degrees Celsius warming by the end of this century. And that, by the way, is a nightmare scenario. Um, And uh, a quote from uh, Greta Thunberg, this is what betrayal looks like. Whatever our so-called leaders are doing, they are doing it wrong. And uh, it's um, 
absolutely incredible, and it's, it's a devastating report. Um, at the 76th session of the United Nations General Assembly, uh, which began Tuesday, uh, there was an open letter delivered uh, from two, over nearly 2,200 scientists from 81 countries, and they write, quote, we, the undersigned, call on the governments around the world to adopt and implement a fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty as a matter of urgency to protect the lives and livelihoods of present and future generations through a global equitable phase-out of fossil fuels in line with the scientific consensus to not exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius in warming. Uh, the letter goes on to say, the burning of fossil fuels, coal, oil, and gas, is the greatest contributor to climate change, responsible for almost 80% of carbon dioxide emissions since the Industrial Revolution. Um, a quote from one of the signatories in this, a NASA scientist, this is a global emergency. It requires global coordination to quickly eliminate the immediate cause Deadly fossil fuels. We're going to keep going. More United Nations. And another session. they got a lot of sessions at the UN. At the 48th session of the UN Human Rights Council, High Commissioner Michelle Bachelet warned that, quote, the triple planetary crisis of climate change, pollution, and nature loss is directly and severely impacting a broad range of rights including the rights to adequate food, water, education, housing, health, development, and even life itself. Another quote, government's failure to act on climate change in the face of overwhelming scientific evidence may well be the biggest intergenerational human rights violation in history. That's a quote from Agnes Calamard of Amnesty International. Um, there's more, but it, it sounds like it's getting overly ponderous, and I want to keep going. There are more climate stories. Um, as the effect of uh, climate change continues to worsen over the coming decades, an estimated 216 million people will be forced to migrate from their homes by the year 2050. Uh, that's according to an analysis released Monday by the World Bank. Uh, the report found that the developing world would be hardest hit in the coming years with as many as 86 million climate migrants in sub-Saharan Africa, 49 million in East Asia and the Pacific, 40 million in South Asia, 19 million in North Africa, 17 million in Latin America, um, and it's just a, a, an awful uh, scenario. Um, in the latest dire assessments, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warned that concerted global action is necessary to avert a future in which extreme weather disasters are commonplace. We keep getting warned, and they keep telling us more from the UN. United Nations uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned this Thursday that humanity's future is at stake with government climate commitments. As he marked the launch of a UN-backed report, he called, quote, an alarming appraisal of just how far off course we are. Now, here's a quote from the study, United in Science 2021. 
unless there are immediate, rapid, and large-scale reductions in greenhouse gas emissions, limiting warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius will be impossible, with catastrophic consequences for people and the planet on which we depend. Um, Key points noted in the report are that the concentrations of key greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, continue to increase in 2020 and the first half of 2021. We did a story a couple of weeks ago. It's really cool to do stories, and then you read uh, about something that barely got covered, and it's like, hey, we did it. Um, Last month, for, for the first time in recorded history, rain fell on the highest point of the Greenland ice sheet, Um, And it hardly made news. This is out of the article. The Greenland ice sheet contains four times more ice than all of Earth's other glaciers and ice fields combined outside of Antarctica. The largest island in the world, Greenland is more than 36,000 times the size of Manhattan, and the ice covers most of it in many places thousands of feet thick. Um, If the people of Miami, Shanghai, Tokyo, Mumbai, Lagos, Bangkok, and New York are not concerned, they should be. The great Greenland ice melt is a climate crisis sword of of Damocles Damocles, for all coastal, low-lying, densely populated areas. Um, it, It keeps coming. They keep talking about it, and I keep reporting it. Because there is not a more important story in the world today. Um, And I'm, in a way, sorry to say it's even more important than COVID, as awful, awful um, as that is. Um, We're going to stay with climate and um, some more news, which is really um, awful. Um, A record 227 environmental defenders were, were, were murdered last year with over half of these killings perpetrated in Colombia, Mexico, and the Philippines. And that's according to a report published this Monday by Global Witness. It recorded an average of more than four such killings per week in 2020, making it once again the most dangerous year on record for people defending their homes. The 227 lethal attacks represent a 7% increase over the 212 deaths recorded by Global Witness in last year's report. Um, Now climate and some politics. Uh, Climate campaigners took House Democrats to task on Monday for releasing a tax plan that would keep in place billions of dollars in subsidies to the fossil fuel industry, a decision that one advocacy group called an egregious dereliction of duty amid the worsening planetary crisis. Uh, Friends of Earth pointed out in a statement that the plan would leave untouched a number of domestic fossil fuel subsidies currently embedded in the U.S. tax code. Man, it's something else. Um, I got a quote now from Colin Reese of Oil Change International. The disappearance of subsidy removal in the draft bill is an egregious example of fossil fuel lobbyists meddling with our democracy. 
And that is something else we've um, already reported on. Lobbyists for all the major oil and gas companies are spending a shitload of dough uh, trying to buy Republican and Democratic politicians um, to, you know, keep uh, their lives alive um, and money going into their pocket. Um, a little news about polar bears, which I, I read it and said, really? Um, a coalition of conservation groups sued the Biden administration on Thursday over the U.S. Department of the Interior's recent rule allowing fossil fuel companies to harass polar bears and walruses while searching and drilling for oil gas in the southern Beaufort Sea. Um, a quote from Nicole Whitt Whittington Evans of Defenders of Wildlife, unchecked oil and gas development in Alaska's Arctic impedes the survival of southern Beaufort Sea polar bears, already one of the world's most imperiled populations. And by the way, uh, harassment is a fancy legal way of saying that an action can disturb or injure polar bears, and that harassment can include scaring the animals with noise and equipment, as well as disrupting their denning and feeding. Um, so it's not only us um, that um, are being abused by oil and gas. Um, a last bit on climate, and uh, this is a, from a new analysis released also on Thursday by the environmental group Friends of the Earth, and it shows that Facebook is continuing to, to, uh, thoroughly, um, to allow thoroughly debunked climate lies to run rampant on its platform, despite the, the tech giant's frequent public pledges to combat disinformation. Um, and they uh, take one case in point um, and to, to really demonstrate the extent of Facebook's failure. Um, and Friends of the Earth conducted a, a case study of posts related to the widespread power outages in Texas that followed the devastating winter storm in February. The group found that Facebook appended fact check labels to just nine-tenths of one percent of interactions with high-performing posts spreading false narratives that wind energy, not the state's overwhelming reliance on fossil fuels was to blame for the Texas power outages. So um, there is, a, there is a actual facts on Facebook's bias. Uh, and like everything that's going on um, that's running up against us, it's all about the money, honey. Um, and um, a lot of these wacky theories, whether it's on climate um, or COVID, they get a lot of eyeballs. And eyeballs mean money. It has nothing to do with any fact-checking whatsoever. It is thoroughly and totally irresponsible. Um, okay, I think we'll take a base break right now. Hey, I'm back. Thank you for waiting. Uh, oh, right, you didn't. Um, uh, now let's, uh, let's uh, talk a little COVID, folks. Uh, there was a study published last Friday by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention showing that uh, people across the U.S. who are not fully vaccinated this spring and summer were 11 times more likely to die of COVID-19 
and over 10 times more likely to be hospitalized than those who were fully inoculated. Um, in Alabama, Utah, Colorado, and 10 other states included in the analysis, rates of COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths were substantially higher in persons not fully vaccinated. You can choose to believe it or not. Um, I choose to believe it. After 548 days, now it's probably 550 days, Denmark has officially lifted all of its COVID-19 restrictions. Um, the county, the country boasts an 80% vaccination rate amongst people over the age of 12. Um, so they're, they're, they're opening up, and they're one of the first countries to declare itself ahead of the pandemic. By contrast, uh, Dr. Fauci said that the U.S. case rate is currently 16 times too high to end the pandemic. Um, the, the, uh, the end game is to suppress the virus. Right now, we're still in pandemic mode because we have 160,000 new infections a day. That's not even modestly good control, which means it's a public health threat. That's more of a quote from the Fouch. Um, and uh, on the side of stupid, um, a Texas, uh, Texas school district that included masks as part of its dress code has been hit with a temporary restraining order. Paris Independent School District, which serves about 3,900 kids in northeast Texas, amended its dress code in early August to include masks in a loophole to Governor Greg Abbott's ban on mandates. And they were sued earlier this week by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. And that's according to court documents. So Texas is suing a school district that wanted to enforce masks in school. Uh, the British government um, abandoned plans to implement vaccine passports in England, even as many countries are requiring their citizens to be vaccinated to curb infections. This was a story in the Washington Post. Uh, the government's reversal comes in the wake of France and Italy implementing their own version of the vaccine pass in recent weeks. There are things really going on um, all over the world that um, we really don't get a lot of information on because, you know, again, we tend to be uh, very America-centrist in, uh, in, in America. 9-11 and money. Um, a new report uh, that came out um, just before the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks offers a scathing analysis of how big tech corporations are complicit in and have profited from the so-called war on terror by at least $44 billion since 2001, when the U.S. chooses war over aid, big tech profits. Uh, that was in uh, the publication, Big, big Tech Sells War, um, $44 billion. Um, and um, some interesting statistics relating to 9-11. Uh, before and uh, immediately after the 9-11 uh, terrorist attacks, Americans were fairly optimistic about the direction of the country. Uh, they held relatively positive opinions about the two major political parties and believed the nation was united. Twenty years later, 
more than six in ten Americans think the country is on the wrong track. Um, that's according to NBC News. Um, in a poll uh, right after the 9-11 attacks, 72% said the nation was headed in the right direction uh, and uh, tremendous agreement. Uh, by contrast, today those numbers um, are, are, quite, are quite different with only 29% saying they think the country is on the right track and 63% saying they believe it is on the wrong track. That's why we have so much division in this country. Um, a little news about Afghan and nothing about Afghan could be good. Uh, the Taliban beheaded an Afghan local police officer, then chanted praise to their leader while holding the severed head of their victim by his hair in a video posted in a private Taliban chat room. And uh, here's a quote uh, in, uh, in, quite in opposition to that. I would like to assure the international community, including the United States, that nobody will be harmed, according to Taliban smokes spokesman Zabahullah Mujahid. We don't want any internal or external enemies. They're full of shit. Um, and now, and by the way, they have problems of their own. Uh, the, the Taliban is facing um, their own insurgency in the form of the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, Khorasan, it's called, and its abbreviation is ISIS-K. Uh, ISIS-K uh, advocates something called jihadi Salafism, a brand of ultra-extremist Islam that originates in the Persian Gulf and is even more radical than the Taliban's mix of religious reactionism and folk traditions. So what, mark my words, we're going to end up giving money to the Taliban, our enemy, for 20 years. We're going to give them money to fight ISIS-K, guaranteed. All right, we're going to uh, keep on going. And, uh, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm sorry the news is, is what it is, or maybe it's just me picking out stuff that um, I think more of us need to be aware of. Uh, this is news from India. Uh, the deadly rape of a woman last week in India has sent shockwaves through the country and cast new light on India's rape crisis. Get this now. More than 32,000 cases of alleged rape against women were reported in 2019. That's roughly one every 17 minutes. Um, a man has been arrested as in, and is in custody for this latest attack. Think he's going to walk free? I do. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to stay with the ladies, in this case the young women, the young gymnasts in our country. Acclaimed gymnasts who were abused by former physician Larry Nasser testified two days ago in a powerful Senate hearing. Simone Biles, Michaela Maroney, Maggie Nichols and Ali Reisman all accused the FBI of botching the investigation and called out intimidation by the sports governing bodies. So those who stepped forward and went to the FBI did not get a fair hearing. Are you surprised? I'm not. Uh, all right. 
let's go to Mexico and Columbus. Uh, officials in Mexico's capital plan to replace a statue of Christopher Columbus along Mexico City's iconic boulevard with that of an indigenous woman to recognize the contribution of the country's native population. Authorities removed the statue last year for a scheduled restoration, but there were debates whether it should be replaced amid concerns that it would be further vandalized. Sculptor Pedro Reis, who will create the new statue, said it will depict a woman from the Olmec people who are believed to have built one of the oldest civilizations in Mesoamerica. If anyone can teach us how to take care of this planet, it's our native peoples. And that's from sculptor Pedro Reyes. Um, well, um, I'm closing uh, with a poem uh, from Joy Harjo. I don't know if I call it so much a poem. It's a paragraph. Brilliant, brilliant poet. Um, and this is called Don't Bother the Earth Spirit. Don't bother the earth spirit who lives here. She is working on a story. It is the oldest story in the world, and it is delicate, changing. If she sees you watching, she will invite you in for coffee, give you warm bread, and you will be obligated to stay and listen. But this is no ordinary story. You will have to endure earthquakes, lightning, the deaths of all those you love, the most blinding beauty. It is a story so compelling you may never want to leave. This is how she traps you. See that stone finger over there? That is the only one who ever escaped. Don't Bother the Earth Spirit by Joy Harjo. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I really appreciate it. And until next week, same time, same station. God bless.